back to the Take 5 podcast. Welcome back, listeners. Yeah, thank you for joining us, everyone. We missed you since last week. Sergio just gave you a little kiss. And listen, guys, we have a great episode for all of you. Serena, could you tell us about our amazing guest? Of course. Our guest today actor and author frank vlasnik Ooh, that's a good last name it is a good last name so you may know frank vlasnik as the bird snail mole lizard and father frog in the original broadway production of year with frog and toad he was also in the original broadway production of sweet smell of success he was also in the off-broadway original production of i love you you're perfect now change and he was also in the original Broadway production of Big and many, many more. Many more. And if you're wondering, author, where did that come from? What did he write? Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Frank Vlasnik wrote Broadway musicals, the 101 greatest shows of all time, which I've read. And it is fantastic. Very funny, very witty. And he is also very funny and very witty. He has a lot of great stories to tell from his great resume. And we're just so happy to have him. We're talking with him about our top five comedic songs on Broadway. Very funny, very entertaining. So sit back. Sit back. Relax. Relax. And enjoy the Take Five Podcast. Hi, Frank. Hello, Serena. Hello, Evan. How are you? Hi. I'm wonderful. I'm How are good. you, Frank? Very chilly. Chilly. I'm hot. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's always it's always it's always I'm hot steaming. in here, but we're not complaining. It's the heat of the moment that that brings <laughs> our energy to the table. That's my building that's what invigorates. is my building is a hundred years old. So, uh, oh, so. No. well, Frank. Today we are going to be talking with you about our top five <laughs> favorite comedic, comedic songs. songs. I can't wait. I know. It's so <laughs> exciting. And this is another one. We keep on picking. Maybe it's our fault that we've built a show entirely around ranking <laughs> things. It's always so hard to put these lists together. Because, like, how do you pick? How do you? And, and you know what? The the ranking doesn't really matter. It's the conversation and the song. But we're going to make us do it anyways. Absolutely. <laughs> And 2021 is a year for laughter. Definitely. Yes. I've done nothing but laugh yeah, this year. Yeah, I've done year. nothing but laugh and laugh. So many funny <laughs> things happening right now in the world. Oh, nothing but Lord. chuckles. <laughs> what a hoot. 2020. Yeah, what a hoot. 2020. That said, Frank, are you ready to begin? I am ready to begin. All right, Frank. Would you provide us with your number five? Please. Please. <laughs> I'm begging. Com- Comedic song. First of all, I want to preface my list Go by saying it. that three, I think I told you this, three of my favorite songs are duets. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. So number five is The Grass is Always Greener from Woman of the Year. Oh my goodness. I, Good I That's one of the songs that I've just come across while scrolling through YouTube music. I love that song. Yes. <laughs> And they both won Tony Awards for their performances, Lauren Bacall and Marilyn mm-hmm. Cooper. Right. First of all, I like it because she, Marilyn Cooper, known as Coopy to people who worked with her, was literally um. on stage for six <laughs> minutes of the show. She had one scene and one song, and she stopped <laughs> the show cold and won a Tony Award. 
And when she won uh-huh. her Tony, was it all just it. this song and the reprise of it? <laughs> yes, the reprise and a, and a scene where Lauren Bacall's character <laughs> goes to visit her ex-husband, and she is um, there in her curlers and her uh, um, not nightgown, but like a house dress, house coat. Right. And um, there's Lauren Bacall playing Tess Harding, this very famous um, uh, 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 reporter, uh, uh, TV reporter. And um, she uh, and they do this like it's sort of like um, anything you can do, I can do better in a way. But it's the yeah, grass is always sure. green. Or how the other half lives sort of Correct. Thing. Correct. The kind of yeah. dual. And, and, and uh, it's a song that also is interesting to me because it works outside of that show because I saw a right. Kander, yeah. Neb, Kander Neb review called and the world goes round and karen mason mm-hmm. and brenda presley sang it and it worked just as well you oh, didn't need karen to know mason all the backstory so, so that's that's why i right. think it's a brilliant song and hilariously fun but i yes. right i <laughs> love listening to the recording because um her voice what what's her name the one who talks like this the one it's marilyn really... cooper Okay, Marilyn Cooper, Cooper yes. and she just she's just so she's lamenting the whole time, and she's like, "I bet a pretty good friend. impression." Yeah, thank you, thank you. And I, you know, she I was the original Rosal- Rosalia, is that right? Um, in the original West Side Story, so she's the original oh. who sang Puerto Rico, my yeah. you lovely island. Yeah. And so she has just the funniest. So voice. then twenty, and then she also played a leading role in a musical called "I Can Get It For You Wholesale," which then um, mm-hmm. opposite Elliot Gould and some Streisand lady, um, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, who I will get to later. Um, so um, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so um, but she won the Tony Award and. She went up on stage when she won her Tony Award, and she said all she and she wanted to thank John Kander, Fred Ebb, who was one of her best friends. Right. Then they played poker every week, and 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 Betty Bacall, as the, as people who worked with her called her Betty, and she goes, all she said was, you know, I'm a poker player, <laughs> and if you stay at the table long enough, you wind up with a winning hand. <laughs> That's funny. After after thirty years in the business, right? You, know. you wind up with the Tony. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. That's a great story. All right, now on to Me? Serena. Me? Your number five. Could you provide it for us, please? I mean, yeah, sure, of course. So my number five is Baseball Game from Falsettos. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of funny songs in Falsettos that I went and considered. Um, but this one to me just I think really highlights the dry and witty humor of this show, um, which we have talked about a lot on this um, podcast. But I I especially love just how it kind of opens like we're sitting and watching watching Jason play baseball. We're watching Jason play baseball. We're watching Jewish boys who cannot play baseball play baseball. baseball. It's just so (laughs) off the cuff and they won't stop referencing that they're all Jewish. And (laughs) it's just but it's so off the cuff. It's my niece's my niece Grace's favorite song from that show. Oh baseball game Mm. is yeah. It's it might be She just loves she 
especially loves Jewish boys who cannot play baseball play baseball. <laughs> right. That, yes, it that, is that, extremely That song funny. actually has my favorite line in the show. Yeah. And <laughs> arguably one of the funniest lines ever is when Trina goes, just what I wanted at a little league game. My, my ex-husband's ex-lover. <laughs> Isn't that what every mother dreams about having at a little league game? <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> that... That that's just put in the song. It barely rhymes, and yet it's so perfect. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love that song. I applaud that. Definitely. Yes. Plot falsettos, yes. which will have some reappearances throughout this episode. Ooh. Yes. Alrighty. Evan, your number five. My number five is actually a um, another William Finn show. William Finn, who wrote falsettos and actually wrote this song. Which I guess I'm cheating a little bit because technically <laughs> it's never been on Broadway, but it was a very uh, prominent off-Broadway show. And the song is Gordo's Law of Genetics from <laughs> A New Brain. Mm. Um, I loved A New Brain. Yes. I did not see Malcolm Getz, though. I saw Danny Gerwin go on with four hours notice and kill. Mm. He was absolutely brilliant. Right. It, and he did all the piano playing. Yeah, that that's such a fu- it's such a interesting show. It's so short. It's a one <laughs> act, um which a lot of William Finn's shows are. Yeah. And it's a story. It's basic it's almost autobiographical. William Finn also had an issue when he was younger where um a vein pinched in his brain and started to fill up with fluid and you know that can't be good. Um, and so that's basically what the show is about is this songwriter, um, who just gets very bad genetics from both of his parents in terms of health, Mm -hmm. um, a vein in his brain pinches and starts to swell and he has to go to the hospital. Um, and as they're there, all of the people at the hospital start singing the Gordo's (laughs) law of genetic. And that's his name. His name is Gordon. And it's just all about how, no matter what, the worst trait that you could possibly get, you're going to get it. If your father was fat, you're going to be fat. If you, <laughs> if one of them was intelligent. And then there's this amazing line where the mother comes on and she just goes, why is the smart son always the gay son? <laughs> it's, it's so, so funny. It's a, and it's... Played by the brilliant Penny, Penny Fuller, played the mother, yes. and she yes. was fantastic <laughs> yeah but it's such just uh it's a little boppy song that you just kind of like <laughs> move your head to it's adorable i love it so much fun lovely all right frank on to your number four frank uh n- number four mm-hmm. is another duet mm. wonderful wonderful and it makes me laugh it made me laugh i saw the show originally 11 times, mostly from Standing Room, which was $15, if you can believe that, at the Martin Beck. (laughs) And that duet is called, it's a rare male-male duet, and it's Agony from Into the Woods. Oh! This is on my honorable mentions! Oh, goodness. Little crossover here. Oh, I love that song. It's funny because you don't realize who they're talking about until they start to talk about the hair and and sleeping yeah. and then then when in the reprise when they talk about snow white and who's the other one uh your thing for dwarfs dwarfs dwarves yeah um, yes <laughs> i love the there was like a specific choice he made where he spelled dwarves differently like it was yes. dwarfs and then dwarves yeah with an this F. is a sondheim song which we 
Right. Yeah. We already have an entire episode on this music, <laughs> and this is from Into the Woods, and it's these two princes singing about... And singing about Rapunzel and... Oh, no, it's Rapunzel and Cinderella right. originally. Yes. Then it's Sleeping Beauty and uh, Snow White. But so yes. when they're chasing... Uh, he's chasing Cinderella and he's trying to get to Rapunzel and I truly think one of the funniest lyrics is when one of them says always ten steps behind always ten feet below (laughs) (laughs) and I there's so much brotherly clashing so competitive and And just the slight glances at each other they're both such jerks I hate them both so much (laughs) (laughs) and it's hilarious (laughs) that's a great All right, I love that one I'm glad you enjoyed that. Yes, yes. (laughs) All right, Serena, you're number four. Okay. Well, speaking of Sondheim, my number four is A Little Priest. (laughs) Um, Which is my favorite Sondheim song. Yep. What, Frank? It's honorable said, mention for me. Yeah, he said it was oh, honorable mention. See, Little Priest is just, this is the point where, we've already talked about it, it comes right after Epiphany, but it's <laughs> <laughs> it's just, um, <laughs> it's the, it's the, the climax, uh, well. It's the climax of the first act. Of the first act. It is when you finally get the plot point of like, we're going to bake these people into pies and you're going to kill them and stuff like that. <laughs> but they're like, you know what? Let's make this song really funny. It's so funny. Um, they just use pun after pun. It's basically Sondheim sat down and said, how many cannibal puns can I make? And my favorite one is the um, uh, Mrs. Lovett's, I don't know, uh, Sweeney says, um, I prefer general. And Miss Lovett says, with or without his privates. With his privates, yes. And just, this is is a song I always laugh out loud to. It's so clever. (laughs) And it's also one of those songs that everyone, when you hear the opening little like ding, you, everyone who knows the show knows exactly what's coming. And it's so funny because it's this, it's this little thing where Mrs. Lovett's like, I have an idea. And it's just, just not let's it. eat people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny. And I also love the... And when she says, oh, I'm sorry. You go she yeah. says, if you get it, when you get it. And then he goes, and then he huh. smiles and she goes, good you got it. Yeah, I love that. Great you got it. The audience always cracks up because and just releases all of that anger right. from Epiphany. I know. Yeah. And there's it's there's so much there's this there's this really unique tension in that opening bit where it's just like something's about to happen. Something really funny and amazing yes. is about to happen and then it's like <laughs> Oh. Man devouring yeah. man, man, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Wonderful. It's wonderful. Yes, Thank love you, that Evan. one. My number four is Lady Hyacinth Abroad from Ooh. Gentleman's Guide to Love yes. and Murder, um, which is a show that does not get enough attention, even no. though it did win um, Best Musical back in 2014. Best Musical, yes. Right. Um, but this song, so the plot of the show is this, um, this guy finds out after his mother dies and he's poor and destitute, he finds out that he's ninth in line to be the Earl of Highhurst. And in order to do that, he has to kill all of his relatives that, that stand in the way of his Mm -hmm. earldom. Classic. And this is just one of the songs, and all of his relatives are played by one one guy, yeah. and it's it's the role of a lifetime. And this 
this part, Lady Hyacinth is like his aunt or cousins or something like that. And she's she's a philanthropist and everything like that, but she only does it for attention. And this is him trying to goad her into going to all these different places where she'll almost inevitably get killed or uh, to get some disease. He tells her to go to India and, and all these different places. <laughs> and it's so funny just the way um, he plays uh, where Jefferson Mays, the guy who originated the role on Broadway, the way he plays her. Brilliant. And all the little lines she has where she's, like, talking about swaddling a baby. And she goes, the joy of its pathetic little smile. <laughs> and it's so funny. <laughs> I love it so much. It's such a highbrow humor. I love it. Well, and, you know, I, I think Steve Lutback, who wrote the music, he has not gotten nearly enough credit for that score because it's absolutely right. delightful. And it's, it's, it's... It's maybe too, I don't want to say this, it's maybe too sophisticated for a lot of people to truly appreciate it. You know, yeah, people so. who saw it loved the sort of slapstick elements in that, but they right. didn't realize that there was real craft there too. Mm-hmm. Which is real interesting because I really consider that to be one of those shows where the music feels like another character in the plot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where... Well, it just feels a, like it adds so much. In a weird way, I feel like it's a little like Mystery of Edwin Drood to me mm-hmm. in that it would work almost without the score, but the score is just adds a whole other layer right. to uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's absolutely a smashing show. Yes. Definitely. And I hope it gets revived sometime soon. <laughs> I hope so, too. Yeah. All right. Frank. Frank. We're already on to our number three. Are you ready? I can't believe it. I know. All righty. Share it with us. I'm shaking shaking with anticipation. Yes. Um, Number three is the oldest song in my uh, list, and it Mm -hmm. is called To Keep My Love Alive from Connecticut Yankee, A Connecticut Yankee by Rodgers and Hart. And it was written for the 1943 revival for uh-huh. Vivian Siegel, who played uh, uh, Queen... Oh, God, now you got me. Uh, I keep wanting to say Queen Agravain, but that's um, Once Upon a Mattress. Yeah. Anyway, um, but, uh, but it was written for a, as a comedy song for her. And it's a song that, if you're funny... Anybody can do it. Right. Um, <laughs> Elaine Stritch did it on a TV special, and she sang it down an octave. Ooh. It was written for a soprano. Mary Testa it. does it on a Boston Pops and sings it oh, in a, in a soprano love voice. Oh, I Mary Testa. And it's basically about... Um, well, the first lyrics are some of the most brilliant. I've been... Well, I'm going to do Stritch now. I've been married and married and often I've sighed. I'm never the bridesmaid. I'm always the bride. <laughs> and so then she talks about how she, all of her marriages and how she... Oh, it's very, it actually goes right into your um, uh, uh, gentleman's guide because she killed all of her husbands. Uh-huh. Oh, I can hear Elaine singing it right yeah. now with her growl. Oh, my gosh. It's on YouTube. It's yeah, on YouTube. Please to, look that, it up. That, it's that is absolutely one that I brilliant. have never heard of. That sounds oh, amazing. Oh, it's... 
it's and Mary Testa does a great version sure. of it, and uh, it's very very funny funny song, with <laughs> yes. really funny lyrics by Lorenz Hart. I can't wait to look it up. Alrighty, Serena. Oh, it's my turn. Yes, your number three, please. My number three. Okay. Um, preface. This one's a little racy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is. Uh, everyone's a little bit racist from Avenue Q. <laughs> right. <laughs> which it's it's my favorite from the musical. Um, which as if anyone needs some context, it's Sesame Street, but um, rated R. Um, it's by the people who made South Park and Book of Mormon. Um, and just this song, um, very fitting of the times right now. This song just constantly cracks me up by just throwing the most offensive things with the most cheery little tunes. Like when they go, I thought I'd never hear puppets cheerfully sing hate crimes. <laughs> and and just, just the whole time, like, um, I forget the exact little thing, but they'll say something. It's like, everyone makes judgments. Bum, ba, dum, ba, dum. And they do this little head bob every time that thing plays. And they go, based on race. Mm -hmm. And they just, they make so many <laughs> offensive jokes. And yet every single character came, comes out. There's this offensive Asian stereotype who is also the most intelligent and, like, well-spoken character in that entire show like comes out and she just you're like oh no what is she gonna say and she just goes on this whole rant and then About like jewish people yeah um and it's yes it's, it's just so much but if played correctly the song puts the joke onto the racists yeah rather than Yes. The race about what they are talking, which is a very yeah. important element to getting that sort of thing right. If you get Otherwise, it wrong, yes, that's good. Uh, good to qualify. Good to yes. qualify. Yes, we want to make it clear. Gary Coleman comes out because right. a, a, yes. a monster puppet made a, a black joke, and she's like getting really mad. They're like, "We well, you make like Polish <laughs> jokes," and they're like, "She's like, yes." They're like, "Well, that's really racist." <laughs> yes, so. but again, and also. I do like appreciate the fact that you say Gary Coleman comes out and she right yeah <laughs> it's played by was a, man. a woman <laughs> yeah yeah uh, a hilarious show altogether you could yes. pick a whole bunch of songs it from is oh, yes when I when the the first time I saw it I kept thinking they're not gonna go there are they and then they did <laughs> they did they really that's, did that's what those writers always do they said we got a show. This is hilarious. Right. right. And yeah. every time I see that or Book of Mormon, I'm like, how are they getting away with this? How is this allowed? Yes. Um, and who? I still don't know. They don't know. In some places, they definitely don't get away with no. it. No. Um, so, yeah, yeah but they, they really towed that line. Definitely. <laughs> Wonderful pick, Serena. Thank you, Evan. All right. My Frank's number clapping three. for me. That makes me so Frank's happy. Frank's <laughs> um, My number three is You Must Meet My Wife Ooh. from A Little oh. Night Music, mm -hmm. which on the whole I think is a hilarious show, even though people might not necessarily imagine it as such. Mm -hmm. I think it's so funny. Um, but this song, it's two old lovers singing to one another, <laughs> and the man is singing to um his former lover who's a big actress 
about the fact that he has recently married an 18-year-old girl. Um, but she's... Can, I, she's, can we say 18-year-old 18 18-year-old 18 virgin? Sure, you mm. could. Um, yeah. That's sort of their dynamic. That's part of it. Right, definitely. That's their whole yes. Shit, yes. You know? And there's a really there's a really clever rhyme in that show where um Sondheim, who wrote it of course, um, rhymes <laughs> submerge in with virgin. <laughs> it's so it's so clever. But he's singing this like really sweeping song about how oh she just makes my day so happy and lovely. <laughs> And then she's just, like, poking him in the side, just like, oh, but you just seem so unhappy. Um, and then the funniest line, I think, in the whole thing, and it makes me laugh so hard, um, is when he goes, she'd strike you as unenlightened. And then she goes, no, I'd strike her first. <laughs> it's, it's exactly. It's so clever and hilarious and there's so many little digs that she gets to get like <laughs> let me get my hat and my knife all these different things it's such a funny song and the tune is so pretty it's such a beautiful oh, song it is beautiful at the same time but then there's just this wonderful dynamic between characters yes the interaction I... reminds me so much of uh 90 day fiance <laughs> 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 I don't know. Like they're always like older men marrying these young girls, right. and there's such a difference. I in know the, way the they... character. He's such a dork and yeah. an idiot, <laughs> um, and he's so in over his head with with the whole. And then of course it falls apart, but that's for later in the show. <laughs> Shh, Eddie. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Alrighty, we're we're really getting down to the wire. Yeah, we're on our number two, Frank, because we're already on our number two. That Frank. Yeah. <laughs> My number two song is has a story behind it, and the story is, uh, well, I'll name the song first. It's called yeah. Dance 10 Looks 3. Of yes. course. The chorus line. Right. <laughs> now, the thing that happened with this song is that when it was at the Newman Theater at the public, it was not getting laughs. And mm -hmm. Ed Kleban and Michael Bennett and Marvin Hamlish were like, why is this not getting laughs? Mm -hmm. And so they said, all right, we have to figure this out. So they said, we're going to pretend like we are an audience member that has not seen the show. We're going to walk in and they open the program. And in the program, the song was listed as tits and ass. And they thought, <laughs> oh, we're ruining the joke. We're <laughs> ruining the joke ahead of right. time. So, yeah. So, and it was originally called, I have a, well, can I say this word? Bootleg? Um, I have a bootleg audio of the show at the Newman, and at that point it was called Dance uh -huh. 10 Looks 1. And there oh. was a, another lyric uh, uh, at the very end, uh, instead of keep the best of you, do the rest of you, it was because that's how they used to give um, breast implants was they would give you shots of silicone and um. the lyric was take the shots for them guys will plots for them. Oh. <laughs> what does that mean? 
Get the shot, guys. Well, love you. You got boobies. Oh, right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> or it was get the shots for them, guys will plots for them. I think it was a G and a G. Get the shots for them, guys will plots for them. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but I think it was too wordy. So, um, so. and... And uh, but it is just and it's so brilliant how the how the dialogue also weaves in and out of that song, and uh, when she, you know uh, Connie then says, "Oh no," uh, uh, Sheila says they aren't very big, uh-huh. and then <laughs> and then um, uh, Val says, "I heard that you bitch." I know. I didn't <laughs> want them like yours. I wanted but them I in proportion. The way- yeah. <laughs> Right. If we can't, and then, if we can't have this in the show, we'll bleep it out. But I love the way I love it when it's delivered. She goes, "I heard that, you bitch." And it's so funny. Yeah. The little break in between. And then Connie says, "I wouldn't mind having just one of yours." Oh, right. That <laughs> it's such a clever song, and it um. Yeah, you, you get to see little elements of that character, and then mm-hmm. she finally blossoms in, in that song. <laughs> Absolutely, so yep. Yeah. All right, Serena, my, your number two. My number two. My number two is from my favorite comedy <laughs> musical. It is Springtime for Hitler slash Heil Myself. <laughs> um, and I feel like... From? The Producers. Right. The Producers. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, and this is a song that, like, I do laugh when I listen to it, but I think when I really laugh is when, like, I watch, when like, I see it. Right. Because just a lot of it is, like, visual gag mm-hmm. and the performance of specifically Gary Beach. Gary Beach. That cracks me up. Kills that but song. But it's just, you wait for this song, the whole show. It's like, right. that is the <laughs> pinnacle of the show. You're like, I want to see them mess it up. I need to see it. And it, it does not disappoint. It never does. Um, because here you are thinking the German guy is going to be it. And then last minute, Gary Beach, this incredibly gay... Um, director. Gay director who is very flamboyant comes on to play Hitler. And the moment he rises up, he just strikes a very like <laughs> aggressive pose and is like awestruck at everyone and he's applauding just smiling him with his little Hitler mustache. I love there's and it's so many funny lines. He's really hamming it up the whole time, and I just right. it, like taking the stage. And I just I don't know why this is the line I reference the most. It's just the um I'm the German Ethel Merman, don't you know? <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's just so many funny lines, and it's it's. Perfect, and I love when he's. I've said this before, but I love when he sits down for like the beginning of Heil myself, and he makes this weird little face, this little like little pouty <laughs> face, like I'm just a little hit. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, you know, he, he go, comes and sits on the edge of the stage, yeah. right? Which is a total, a total Judy Garland moment. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh. And I think that song is also a great example of how to use dark humor without having it be offensive. We touched on it earlier with everyone's little bit racist. The joke is entirely on Hitler. Yes. Not at all. They are destroying everything he stood for. (laughs) It's nothing about what he did or the people who he did it to. It's all about how much of a, or just what an idiotic person, what an idiotic portrayal of this figure is how mad that... could we make dead hitler right right now? right <laughs> he and saw this of course mel brooks wrote it so it's a perfect <laughs> execution of that <laughs> it's a wonderful song right definitely yes i love it love it love it bravo all right we are down to my number two 
Yes. My number two <laughs> is from a show that I've talked about so much, and I and I apologize if I'm boring you all, but my number two <laughs> is Bride's Lament from the Drowsy Chaperone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. I love it. I love it so much. It it opens Act Two of the show. Usually, when it's performed, there is no intermission in the show itself, but there's a show within a show. And at the beginning of Act Two of that show within a show, the bride comes on, preferably played by Sutton Foster. <laughs> um, she comes on, and she delivers this su- stupid song. <laughs> Where she talks about, I put a monkey on a pedestal. And the monkey is, is, it's symbolic to her lover. But the best part of the whole song is the man in chair, who's <laughs> the guy playing the record of the show within a show. Mm-hmm. And he's geeking out about all of the characters. He's watching it and he's like, just completely ignore the lyrics. They're stupid, but the tune is gorgeous. And then she goes right into it and you see why. And then the entire time he's like mouthing the words and saying like, oh, I love this part. And she's having a complete mental breakdown. And my favorite part of the whole song is when she uh, when she goes, do I need to be so gloomy? And then he joins in with her and they both go, no, no, no. It's so funny. And he's drunk and she's insane. And it's such this sweeping melody that serves nothing for the plot except to make people laugh. <laughs> I love that. Love it. A lot of a lot of great songs in that show. Right. Yes. A lot of great I songs am in that yeah. show. Yeah, there was a lot of songs. Uh, I am Adolfo, absolutely. Right. Or <laughs> yeah. as we stumble along. Stum- stumbling yeah. Right. Stumble along. But yeah. I, I think Show Off is a very Definitely Show Off is a very funny song. But just in terms of what makes me laugh out loud, it's always <laughs> when Sutton just puts on this like stupid hammy face and just sings about her lover who's a monkey right now for some reason. <laughs> it's, it's so wonderful. All right, before we move on to our number ones, uh, Frank, must... would you like to share with us some of your honorable mentions? I got to know. Some of my what? Some of your honorable mentions. I got to know. Oh, oh, yes, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> so my honorable mentions, I actually have four now because I thought of another one while we were talking. Mm-hmm. My honorable mentions are a wonderfully funny song from a company called, a duet, again, called Barcelona. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which yes. is just um, talk singing uh, yeah. in, in the night after, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, a, a, a hilarious, I think the most recent, no, no, that's not true. The most recent song on my list is a s- song called It's Not About Me from The Prom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, <laughs> that level, we love you. Uh, we love you very much. And then the second most recent song is a song called Model Behavior. Oh, from, from Women on the Verge. Correct. Yes. And then the final, it's one of the older songs, is It Just Makes Me Laugh Every Time I Hear It, especially when I saw um, uh, uh, Reba McIntyre do it in the revival. You Can't Get a Man with a Gun from Annie Get Your Gun was one of the oh, funniest yes. things I've ever seen. I <laughs> love that one. Yes. Because the rhymes are so simple, yet you can't, get a male in the tail like a quail. 
It's so simple. Right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's yeah. a testament my, to, how, my, to um, how perfect rhymes can keep the audience's attention and let it land better. Yep. Definitely. All right, Serena, some of your honorable mentions. Yes, of course. Um, I'm going to switch out agony because it was already mentioned and sure. we spoke about it enough. Um, you can switch out. Yeah. One switch out aloud. Right. <laughs> um, thank you for allowing me. <laughs> thank you. You're for welcome, your Serena. <laughs> so um, my first one is uh, I'm not that smart from Putnam County Spelling Bee, um, which oh, yes. Leaf Coney Bear is my favorite character, and it, there's not many like written jokes in that song, but I love it because you're just watching this character stop paying attention to his a child yes who just completely stops yeah. paying attention to his own song and just starts bringing out a finger puppet and blowing bubbles and having the time of his life and it's a very enjoyable thing to watch but i just love it's so yes. funny the concept of an actor just looking out in the audience just going i'm not that smart and that's i feel like there's, yeah. so, much, <laughs> yeah. there's so much comedy in that simplicity. and just and just some of like the the pause is just going to i like my hair yeah. <laughs> and just I love it, that. It is pleasant <laughs> to the touch. <laughs> my yeah, even though he says pleasant to the touch. To the touch. Um, my next one is a musical from Something Rotten, mm-hmm. which um, uh-huh. is a hoot and a half. A it a half. is, I think, one of the greatest show-stopping numbers ever made. Right. Um, I love it. I love it. So many musical theater references. I was howling, and it always gets a standing ovation the two times I've seen it. Um. <laughs> And then my next one I'm going to replace um, is going to be also from Falsettos. <laughs> it is uh, My Father's a Homo, which is a very <laughs> short song. Um, I kind of put it on the list. I'll cut it out if it's too long. Um, but it's a small story of My Father's a Homo is the son of Marvin, basically. His dad is gay, and he's kind of going this whole thing like, well, if my dad's gay, like, what, like, chromosomes, like, am I going to be gay? Like, this whole thing. And it's just this little boy just comes up in the middle of after this, like, pretty, like, emotional kind of funny scene. He just starts going, my father's a homo. My mother's not thrilled at all. And then, (laughs) and you're just like, what? Okay. (laughs) Um, And I remember. That is a brilliant impression, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just um, so I've auditioned for Fun Home a million times. And this one time it was a one I I eventually couldn't get to the callback for because of another audition. But um, I decided I was like, you know what? I'm going to go into this audition um, and I'm going to pick something that's really funny, really witty that fits with it. I said, I'm going to sing My Father's a Homo (laughs) because that fits perfectly with the plot of Fun Home. You know what I mean? The mother's upset, sure. the dad's gay. And I was like, and it fits yeah. within the range of it's a common young scenario. Allison. <laughs> so I was like, that's going to be so funny. I'm going to come and I'm going to sing this. So I walk in. I'm feeling really good about it. And she's like, all right, give me your song. And I start singing. I'm putting my full heart into this as a performer. And I just look at her and no laugh. She's just staring at me. And I'm like, this may have been a bad decision. <laughs> and I can tell she just does not know what that's from. And she and we eventually found out we think she might have been an intern. And she didn't know the plot of Fun Home. She was just there to do basic casting on voice uh... and acting. And so I walk out and um, my friend comes out. And she's like, oh, great. I'm like, um. Did, were they like really cold and she was like no they were really nice i'm like great 
Um, I think uh, they just think I made a hate crime or something. Right. <laughs> like, uh, I don't. You just did a little looping, <laughs> looping it back to the hate crime. Right. Always bringing it back. I may have offended someone. Maybe so. Um, but that's just. It's just such a funny entrance into a song, right. and I, I, I love it. All right, my honorable mentions, one of them is They're Right There from Legally Blonde, <laughs> yes. and it's, oh. yeah, it, it's about, it's this, it's the court, they're one of the court there. scenes in Legally Blonde where they're trying to debate whether or not <laughs> um, this man is gay. There's a lot of- Or European. Uh, yeah. Um, homosexuality <laughs> yeah. is the butt of a lot of Broadway jokes, which is another conversation to be had on another day. But um, it's it's especially funny because of the really smart wordplay <laughs> and all these all these little things, these complex rhymes that come in, and they just say them so quickly and dryly that it hits you <laughs> in a really nice pace. Another one. Um, is Everybody Loves Louie from... <laughs> which we just listened to. Oh. Right, which we listened to on the way here from Sunday in the Park with George. And it has the funniest, one of the funniest jokes in any <laughs> song where it's about, um, it's her, it's Dot telling George that she's going to marry the baker. But then she goes, and then in bed, George, I mean, he needs me. I mean, like, do George. <laughs> and it's so funny. And there's all these, there's so many really smart little jokes. And then, of course, there are little parts, like every song in Sunday and the part with George, that make you want to ball your eyes out. But that's another thing. Um, but, yeah, yes, such a funny song. And then let's do that one next time. Yes. Songs that make your make you ball, ball your, your eyes, eyes out. out. Definitely. <laughs> um, and then my third honorable mention. I'm sad that this show hasn't come up more often in this mm -hmm. conversation, but it's the song that goes like this from <laughs> Spam a lot. A classic. Um, uh huh. And it's a spoof put into that show by by the writer who is in obviously in Monty Python. <laughs> um, and it's a spoof on Andrew Lloyd Webber numbers <laughs> that sort of just go nowhere is the claim that he's making i'm not trying to make that claim on you mr weber um but yeah it's this hilarious song with two people just going this is the song that goes like this and it's still going oh my god this is such a long song and then it ends and it's beautiful i've seen so many performances of that song at cabarets right always it's entertaining sure. yeah all right home stretch we're almost there we made it to number one. Wait. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. it's time. It's already time. It is drum, it is drum time. roll. Yeah, let's, of course. We can give you I'm a, a I'm a I'm room. a drummer. Yeah. I'm so glad no <laughs> I'm so glad neither of you mentioned this. I'm so glad because I was afraid it was gonna be still like Watch uh, it be and my I was number have to one. Sure, maybe. My number one favorite comedy song is another duet. And it is Bosom Buddies from Mame. Oh, that's a great that is a good one. one. I wouldn't have thought of that. Oh my goodness, I love that. It has song. some of the greatest jokes ever in a musical. Right, definitely. And B. Arthur and Angela Lansbury oh, come yeah. on. Go wrong. Um, I love watching the performance they did. I think they did it at the Tonys for whatever reason. They had a 1987, lot of, right. yes. They had a bunch of little special things in the Tonys that they have mm -hmm. since dropped to Boo. my sadness. Boo. 
Um, I know, you, but Tony. yeah, but it's Heck just you, it, it's just this uh, this this the, the the setups the setups and punchlines are just fantastic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of them come and some of them come from the original play, and yet uh, Jerry Herman was able to musicalize them, and I think that that is very right. mm-hmm. rare. He is such um, an underrated lyricist. Yes, yes. He um, never gets noticed for that. I I believe uh, you should keep your hair natural like mine. If I kept my hair natural like yours, I'd be bald. Something like that is from the original play, but then he turned it into a, a, the patter section of, of that song, and it's just brilliant. Right. So that's it. I lo- It's also one of those songs where the part of it, it's just really satisfying um, to sing when she goes, and if I say that sex and guts made you into <laughs> made a you, star, yes. it's <laughs> it's one of those songs that's just really fun to sing, really simple to listen to. That's a great number one. Yes. I love that. Yeah, we approve. Frank. We approve. Stamp. Well, of thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. All right, Serena, give us your one. number one. Throw it at us. My number one. Drum roll. Is turn it off from Book of Mormon. <laughs> Um, (laughs) this is my favorite song from the whole show. Um, this, this song most, mostly makes me laugh because I'm trying not, anything I say right now is not meant in the way in any offensive way. Um, (laughs) there's that stereotype of like Mormons being overly cheery and like, um, nice to people and just always happy, which is what a lot of the show plays on. So he, uh, the uh, Elder Price and Elder Cunningham are in Africa for their mission, and they meet the other Mormons. And um, also, my favorite performance of uh, Elder, um, what's his name? I can't remember. You mean the the guy who sings Turn It Off? Yes. Um, maybe Elder Green, something like that? It wasn't that. No, maybe but not. But there is an elder. Um, right. But basically, this whole song plays on the fact of, like, questioning how are they so happy and they go you know what i think they should just sing a whole song about (laughs) repressing emotions (laughs) and sing it with the most cheerful and they use the little term they're like you know what turn it off like a light switch (laughs) like the most simple little thing to push turn off your little emotions it's fine and they use these dark depressing examples of Uh like sisters dying from cancer like a father beating his mother and stuff like that and they're just all like turn it off yeah. it's fine and it's so <laughs> it's funny and it goes to this huge tap number and my favorite line will always be i keep forgetting his name it's the there is a there is a mormon in it who is uh, a repressed homosexual who is my favorite character in the entire show and so i'm hate rory that I, o'malley played him originally yes and i love his performance of it it was wonderful oh yeah um but it's just so funny when um, Elder Price is like, well, no, I, I, I think it's okay, like, that you're having gay thoughts just as long as you don't act upon them. And he's like, no. And then he goes in this whole thing uh, where he's <laughs> – he goes in this whole thing where he goes, like, um, imagine that your brain is full of tiny boxes. Find the box that's gay and crush it! And he just goes, like, okay. And, <laughs> and then it's so funny because the main character goes – I'm not having gay thoughts. And then Elder Cunningham goes, all right, it worked. worked. Yay. And I love, I also love, I can go on about this for hours, but just the choice of also they're doing their tap number and they clap their hands 
and the lights turn off and yeah. they appear after they clap their hands wearing these shiny suits and it's, it's so, so oh, yeah. funny really i love it stage song yes definitely so that's great choice that's Thank a you. that's a kate that's a casey nicola uh n- moment right Casey Nicola choreographed that, right? Maybe so. Maybe. I don't. I don't know. I mean, with the with the quick change, I think he also did the same thing in um, Show Off, where she, they put the umbrella down. Right. And oh. He's totally in a different costume. Yes, I, I know. Yeah. I know what you're talking about, right? He's quite brilliant. Yeah. Indeed. My number one is "I'm Breaking Down" from Falsettos. Yes. Shows that that keeps on coming back, but <laughs> this song is so hilarious so laugh out loud it's it's the first time you really get to hear from trina Mm -hmm. who is the ex-wife of marvin marvin who was a repressed homosexual a a theme of this evening um (laughs) and she's just singing about when she realized that he was cheating on her with another man mm-hmm. and all the things that she went through. But she's, while she's cutting <laughs> and, per, and preparing dinner and stuff like that, and she's just going insane. And there's so many different, so di- different avenues that her brain just goes different down. Different levels. It just keeps right, switching. All over the place. And there's so many um, brilliant uh, performances of that song. Mm-hmm. I, I love Barbara, Barbara, what's her last name? Walsh. Barbara Walsh's, thank you. Walsh. Yes, her original Broadway production. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. And I love Stephanie J. Block, <laughs> mainly because, like we've said, Stephanie is one of those performers who's just like, sing a note and she can do it. Yeah. She's like, can you sing this? And she's like, yeah. totally. Um, <laughs> and she hits this gigantic final note. And she's like, the only thing that's breaking up is my family, but me, I'm breaking. And then she um, sings down. Yeah, she hits this huge uh, note, but she has a knife in her hand and she puts banana in her (laughs) mouth. So she's chewing on banana while she's hitting (laughs) this crazy note after just tearing down the house. It's such a funny song. There's so many such clever little lines. Um, the one that comes to mind is when she just goes, and also pills. I, I want to sleep. sleep. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. All these different things. And she she hates her son, but then she feels bad for hating her son. And then she <laughs> hates her, her husband's lover, but then she feels bad for hating her husband's lover. And then she hates herself. And I have performed things. this song many times, and I have to say this is my favorite song ever to perform. Really? Yes. Yeah. It's so Can entertaining. I- May, may I interject totally. something here? So in 1985, I was in college. You were not even a twinkle in your parents' eyes yet. <laughs> and um, I saw an off-Broadway production of In Trousers. Right. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is... With Chip Sign? Basically, no, no. Uh, it was no? actually with Stephen Bogardus as Marvin. Oh, okay. Yeah. And... Catherine Cox from Baby played Trina, and they interpolated, I think it was before, it was definitely before Falsetto Land, and he had mm-hmm. written that song, and he put it into In Trousers, and Catherine Cox brought the house down, and I immediately thought to myself, we're going to hear this song again, and then, of course, he put it into Falsetto Land, and it was just right. like... Yeah. 
Now, Stephen Bogardus was not, was brilliant, but he's, since he had played Wizard, he wasn't particularly believable as <laughs> Jewish Marvin. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a replacement. He was a uh -huh. replacement mm -hmm. uh, uh, at the last minute because the actor who uh, was doing the role uh, got hurt or something like that. But right. Catherine Cox, that's the fir uh, first time I heard it was, uh, so even before Falsettos. And it's a brilliant, brilliant song. Yeah. Right. That show has such an interesting production history of all the different yeah. versions it went through and how it was separate shows and then got all put together. But yeah, that Correct. song tears the house down in all of them. Yes. Always. Always. <laughs> Always. Well, that's that. Goodness we gracious, all these songs. And speaking of bringing the house down, bringing the house down, thank you so much for asking me to do this. Of oh course. my gosh, thank you thank so you much for, for giving us Frank. all this time and sharing all these amazing stories with <laughs> yeah. us. We loved hearing them. That was so great. Oh, um, I I just yammer on. <laughs> that's what this that's what podcasts are all about, really. <laughs> I think. I guess. I hope, I hope that's why you're listening. <laughs> say say whatever you want, Frank. I'll edit it. I'll make it. Right. I'll <laughs> I'll clean it up for you. We'll, we'll make it sound great for you. <laughs> don't get me started on Don't get me started on this year's Tonys. Wait, oh. are they happening? No, I'm um, I think so. Um, I hope Aaron Tivet gets it, <laughs> as he's the only nominee. Um, fingers fingers crossed fingers crossed well thank you so much for joining us <laughs> thank friend. you absolutely thank you serena thank you evan <laughs> and uh, i wish you a one i wish you a wonderful 2021 the and all the things and, and and let's do ones that make me uh, we, us cry our eyes out i'm, yeah, I'm totally down for that sounds like yes. a wonderful you know our friend crying. our friend our friend our friend coco cries at every song yeah i've been i've been in the theater with her right <laughs> every every curtain call she sobs her eyes out and yeah. i love that about her totally valid <laughs> well yes it's her favorite it's her favorite part of a show right the curtain call well then frank the next time we see you we'll be crying our eyes out i can't yes. wait all right have a wonderful evening okay you too. Thank you. Take, and take to, care. To all of our listeners at home, thank you for listening. And let's, let's take five. five.